Tonight, we're going to continue on our series. We've been talking about depth and going deep. How many of you have been enjoying this? How many have been learning? How many have been learning about yourself and about what God is calling you to? Amen. Tonight, uh, uh, we're going to really, we've been talking about uh, spiritual warfare, and we've been talking about deliverance. Deliverance. It's good to see you, Kim and Mama. We've been talking about deliverance and, and, and going deep in the depths of God, because the Bible says that God is deep. God is deep. And he goes deep. He searched the depths of man. The Bible says, who knows the depths of God? For God is deep. And so for us to know who we are in the depths of who we, who he called us to be, we got to go deep with God. You are only as revealed as you know God. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? You are only as revealed as you know God. So you don't know yourself outside of God. So if you're going to know more of yourself, you got to go deeper with God. Amen. I want you to go to 2 Corinthians and I want to talk about strongholds. OK, strongholds revealed. I want to reveal what strongholds really are, how strongholds come about. OK, if you're going to learn deliverance, you got to learn the doors that the adversary uses to access lives. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? You got to know the doors that the adversary uses to what? Access lives. Okay. And, and, and so for, for you to have discernment, we learned the first session that you got to have discernment. And so for you to do anything of delivering anything, because you're called to deliverance, you're called to deliver people, set the captives free. So for you to do that, you have to have discernment to understand how to and what the spirit of the Lord is leading you to do. Amen. So I want to talk a little bit about strongholds. Uh, or the revelation of strongholds, or strongholds revealed. Amen? What scripture did I say? 2 Corinthians uh, 10, 3 through 6. Now, we're going to go quickly through this scripture, uh, because it's actually not my main point, but I just want you to see something here. Okay? 2 Corinthians uh, 10, 3 through 6. Can somebody read that for me? Uh-huh. 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 And being ready to punish what? How much? How much does he say? Being ready to punish all disobedience when what? Your obedience is what? Fulfilled, which means there are levels to punishing things according. See, there, there are things that you can encounter. 
Okay, there are things that you can't bring under submission without certain levels of obedience. Okay, now this is interesting because when you have the knowledge of God, there are certain realms and functions that you can do with or without obedience because it's not up to you. Okay, the power of God is neutral. I haven't taught that. The power of God is neutral. That's why witches and warlocks can do what you do actually sometimes better because we don't have the knowledge of God in the spiritual realm. Okay, but when you understand that what he's saying is you can't punish the, the type of disobedience when you're still in disobedience. Okay. So God is needing our obedience to be fulfilled so we can come into a, the knowledge of the truth and punish all disobedience. Okay. Because I can't be on your same team, evil with evil, and trying to tell you. <laughs> I'm trying to clean your eye out and have a clean mind. So, so we got to understand that there is uh, certain sectors of knowledge of obedience that you need to obey God by the Spirit to enter in certain realms uh, of function. Okay. For example, he said this kind don't come out. We were just talking about that. This kind don't come up but, but by what? Prayer and fasting. So there's a certain level of obedience that can't come about in your natural man, your natural self, outside of this realm. Are y'all catching that? Okay. So now I want you to realize he's saying, listen, casting out every high thing that and bringing every thought into captivity and obedience of Christ, being ready to, ready to punish all disobedience. So anything that's outside of the spirit realm is disobedience. OK, the Bible says anything that's not of faith is of sin. You got to realize that anything outside of the realm of the spirit, anything outside of the lines of God is disobedience. But believers, we love, watch this, to sacrifice rather than obey. I will rather come pray and rather than obey. Now, the flip side of that is it, 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 it's not a discredit to a person that's trying to still use works because the problem is we got to learn how to come out of works our problem is we haven't learned how to come out of works and listen let me let me say this no offense but a lot of leaders have taught you how to stay in works you say well how is that anytime i tell you to stop doing something outside of the strength of the thing that you need to get out of it i just gave you the access to go try to do it in your own strength I, you know what? I wish the church really understood this. The fact that we tell people to get right without revealing the, the person that you need to be right actually puts them in the manufactured uh, mental space to go try to do works by default. So the next time I see you, I might have not even figured it out, but I'm sure not going to show you if I'm still struggling. Because I don't know how much, I don't know what it costs to get this off of me. I, I don't know how to stop doing this. Don't tell a drunk, stop drinking. That sounds good. Well, just stop. What you're asking him is to, 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 to use his own strength, his own willpower to stop drinking. But the problem with that is, if it's not, if the life of Christ hasn't come to him, how in the world, what power is going to stop him from that, that stronghold? 
Now, I don't want to start too fast because we've got a lot of information to get to. Are y'all catching me? So, uh huh. It's temporarily. Absolutely. You cover it. Okay? You can't. Think about how many things in our life that people told us stop doing. Absolutely. Why? But why? Correct. The, the how to the who. Okay? The how to the who. Nobody's going to get delivered without the who and the how. Which means with, unless Christ Jesus is revealed to them, they don't have the capability to do what you're asking. So this is why Jesus has to be lifted up to draw men to himself and then they can come out. Are y'all catching me? So there's a language barrier. The, but the, listen, we've, we haven't done a good job with expressing what this really looks like. Are y'all catching me? So we're talking about deliverance. Let's hit a couple of points and we're going to get back to that this point. Uh, go to Luke 4, 18, 4, 18. Luke 4, 18 through 21. Hallelujah. Come on, if you're online, I want you to stick with me. If, you, if you're in ministry, you're going to need to know how deliverance works and, and the things that are trying to captivate you in a stronghold and how to break it. Amen. So now I, I want you to, what, what scripture did I say? Luke 4. 18, yeah, 18 through 21. Somebody read that for me. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mm hmm. To do what? The what year? Year of the Lord. All right, we'll talk about that. Uh huh. Mm. So the first thing I want to address is number one, I want everybody to understand. God's original intent is to restore men back to himself. The spirit of the Lord does not come upon you for selfish ambition. The spirit of the Lord does not come upon you for self-preservation. Now, the spirit of the Lord transforms you, yourself, you personally, yes. But it doesn't come up on you for the sake of only you. There's the spirit that's within you and there's the spirit that comes upon you. And, and you got to realize that many believers get high for nothing. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to do something. So the anointing, he's anointed me to do something. And we're going to talk about what those somethings are. Are y'all catching this? So never get stuck with, well, you know, I'm deep. That's good, but can you transfer it? Well, you know, I'm, you know I'm, 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 I'm one that people, you know what, I'm not big on just highlighting how deep people are. Why? Because until you can transfer it to the next person, I'm not interested. 
You, you're really not as deep as you think you are if you can't give it to the next person. If you can't manifest it, you're really not as big and deep as you are and you think you are. Many people think they're over spiritual, but they can't transfer anything. They're, they think they're over, but they can't do anything. It's all for them. Are you catching me? So until this gospel can be preached, can be delivered, can be set captives free, what are you really doing other than your own personal salvation? Are y'all catching this? So now he says, the spirit of the Lord and is anointing me to preach the gospel to the what? Poor. What is the poor? Watch this. The poor in spirit shall see. See, the problem is. We got to get out of sometime and, and listen, you, you, you deliver the poor. They're still poor. OK, but but I want you to understand the gospel to the poor, the poor in spirit. Or they can be poor. They both need deliverance. But the poor in spirit. OK, next what he says, he has sent me to heal the. Broken hearted. Isn't this boy? We got a lot to do with this, this spirit, right? Heal the broken hearted. So the broken hearted needs what? Healing. What else did he say? To proclaim liberties to what? The captives. So we are called to set captives what? Free. Which means when you come around a captive, they need to be set free. Are y'all catching this? And recover sight to the blind. Now, I want you to notice he didn't say heal the blind. So he's not talking about blind eyes. He's talking about they need sight. In the spirit. They have no vision. Are y'all catching this? He didn't say heal blind eyes. He said recover sight to the Blind, when he talks in, about blind a lot of times in, in the Bible, he's talking about spirit, sight. Can you see? Are y'all catching this? To set liberty to those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. How many of you know this is the acceptable year of the Lord? Why is that? Because it's, it's still the acceptable year of grace. Now, if it's an acceptable year, why, do we, why are we not accepting people? Because the message have been tampered with, with what the good news really is. Are y'all catching what I'm saying? The good news does not give license to sin. The good news actually sets people free from sin. Are y'all catching this? See, the problem is we haven't understood what the good news really is. Because if it's good news, people will want it. I'm not saying everybody accept it. But if the church haven't been uh, matured in the framework of building souls and understanding how to deliver the message properly. OK. How to learn the architecture of how to develop and build and, and set free, what you're going to do is actually do the reverse. Many of many. Listen to me. The problem, because we're not skilled in communication, we actually do the reverse, which means we allow people to fake us out. Because we don't understand how to communicate that liberty, communicate that freedom, give that uh, uh, life, that liberty to them. Are y'all catching that? But for us to give it to them, we got to get it out of us. And that's the thing. Are y'all catching this?
So the Spirit of the Lord uh, came to do the work, which means the, the poor, poor in spirit, they need to be delivered. Okay? Heal the brokenhearted. The brokenhearted needs help. Their hearts are hardened. Okay? To set liberties to the captives. So we're going to talk about how these people got captive. We're going to talk about how they got uh, um, uh, uh, brokenhearted. We're going to talk about how what made their, 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 them get in the porn spirit uh, uh, manifestation. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Then he closed the book, gave it to the attendant, and sat down and said, uh, excuse me, verse 21. And he began to say to them, today the scripture is what? Fulfilled in your hearing, which means when something is fulfilled in your hearing, you have the knowledge of it. You hear it. You know it. So there's no excuse. Are y'all catching that? Which means everything is not always fulfilled in your. Uh -uh. So this is why you got to have an ear to hear. When you have the ear to hear, it, it can be fulfilled. Are y'all catching this? So the spirit of the Lord came to do something. It came to do something. OK, now I want you all to notice real, real quick before we move on. Watch what he's saying uh, to preach the gospel to the poor. To do what? Oh, so you preach the gospel to the poor. You preach the gospel to those who are poor in spirit. This is why I say even with deliverance, you know, a lot of people are deliverance high. OK, but one of the things that we have to realize is deliverance doesn't stay where there's no truth. So until you preach into them that they can hold the word, it doesn't stick. So, you know, this is why we got to be careful of, 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 you know, getting too high on the supernatural and all that stuff. Why? Because without the principles that govern uh, why God wants that to done to restore. Listen, his goal is to restore souls back to himself. We do deliver them so they can come back to him in obedience, come out of sin. Jesus died so to destroy the works of the devil. Are y'all catching that? So that we're not in bondage to the works of the adversary. Be not ignorant of his what? Devices. Why he doesn't want you ignorant? Because you watch this. You give access where you're ignorant. It doesn't matter. Well, I didn't know that. It doesn't matter. You allow license where you're ignorant. So we must come into the knowledge of God and understand that without coming into these platforms and, and, and these places with God and in God, there are a lot of doors that uh, can be open. Amen. Now, I want you to understand, number one, these are two things that the adversary is and he does to get into the lives of people. OK, now I want you to realize something. If I had a cut on my own, uh, 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 hit myself and it was open. All right. I must protect that spot. If I had a cut, I got to protect that spot. Make sure I put some ointment on or whatever, cover it. Why am I covering it? Ah, to protect it from what? Infection. Because if I don't protect it from infection, watch this, more in infectious things can get into it. And it can get worse. Okay. Now, what, what we have to realize is you are body, soul, and 
spirit. Now, when you are saved, catch this, when you're saved, your spirit becomes locked in with God. But your soul and your body has to come into conformity of that spirit. So when there's an inflection point in your life and it's not covered, things can come into your soul. Infections, demonic forces can come into your soul and body. Are you catching it? So, so this is why we have to come into the conformity of the Spirit of God. Because until you cover it, or know how to cover it, it has access to that solical place, to that body. Okay? Are y'all catching that? Tell somebody I'm coming, I'm closing the access tonight. So, so the, the, the adversary, he does two things. He gets with, he gets, he enters, watch this, the, in, the open places where the infection can come in. He opens it with two things. Number one, he's a legal, legal rights, legal access. He opens it by what? Legal access. Good to see you, man. He opens it by legal access, legal rights. Okay. Legal rights of passage. You can look up here also. For the wages of sin is what? Death. But the gift of God is eternal life. That, I, I didn't put the rest up there, but that, that's what the Bible says. Revelation 12.10. He's the accuser of the brethren. So he, he listen, he loves to accuse. He's an, uh, he loves to get you to a place where he can accuse you. But everywhere you don't know the liberty of God, you allow the actual accusation to take place. It permeates where you don't know you're free. It permeates where you, you still, watch this, where you still hold the license to your life. <laughs> the commonality of carnality, watch this, uh, has access. Listen, when you live in the commonality of carnality, you're open access. He, he pearls around looking for somebody he can what? Devour. How can he devour you? Because you're in the realm that he... That he has, that he owns, that he operates in. So he loves what? Legal rights. Legal rights of passage. What are legal rights of passage? When I live below the realm that I'm supposed to live, which is in Christ Jesus, I am not my own. See, I, I really want to go there and just stay the whole time right there. But I really want you to get this. <laughs> okay? So he's a legalist. Somebody say legalist. When you see different religions and different things, they're legalists because they don't know what's really operating behind the legalism. But you can't pay God. If God is God, watch this. If God is God, why would he accept something of you that's not him? So he had to die so you can accept him so he can receive himself. Y'all missed it. <laughs> You watch this. God is not approving you. Ah, y'all about to make me go somewhere. I don't want to go. See, the problem we think, we think God hears us. He doesn't. 
because you still think it's about you. That's how you can stay in condemnation for two weeks. You can stay in condemnation for two years. Why? You still think it's about you. I'm not doing it. I'm not this. I'm not that. But you didn't realize God is not even looking. Listen, it wasn't about you. He, he, he's waiting for himself. Watch. I was going to say one of this for Sunday, but y'all going to get it early. Hallelujah. He's, listen, he hears himself. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Even when you prayed, you thought he was hearing you. Watch what he say. The spirit gives intercession so I got to even hear myself in what I don't even. All right. So you got to realize that it's not about you. You have to come into Christ and through Christ, you have righteousness. You have freedom and liberty. You've given your life to him. Which means your, your life is not your own. But we've been taught that we can have ours and we can bring God alone. And the more we do, the better we are. So you today, watch this. Right now, if I ask you, why are you comfortable? Why are you secure? What, what made your day? Listen to me. I'm talking about the depths of what made you right with God today. If I didn't explain this first, many will say, well, I did good today. I didn't sin. I gave. I might have not cussed today. Hallelujah. I ain't throw no pots and pans. I ain't draw no attitude. But how many of you know God didn't accept none of it if it wasn't through him? See, the problem is, don't, don't, see, don't leave the conversation. We're still talking about deliverance. Be, be, because, because before you can deliver anybody, you got to know if everything is in Christ Jesus. There is no strength, no power that, watch this, that's not of God. God ordains all powers. I'm going to say something. It's going to mess your brain up. No, I'm not going to say that. I, ain't gonna, I can't mess your brain up tonight. You're going to be thinking about that not hearing me. Are y'all catching me? So you got to realize that the adversary, number one, likes he uses what? Legal access, legal rights. What are legal rights? Legal rights is the rights that you don't have. When you go to a courtroom, watch this. The lawyer will beat you based on what you don't know. The evidence, watch this. The evidence that you don't have. <laughs> Which means whoever can show more what? Evidence wins the case. How much evidence that Jesus died for you? Are you living from the evidence of his finished work or are you living from your own? So what we do is we tell God, look what I did. So I, do, I really don't deserve it. Look what I did. So I really am not as good as you thought I was, God. If God needed you right, why would he come? So you got to get out of self initiation, self evaluation. The Bible says it's not wise to have self evaluation. I mean, you got to test yourself, but I'm saying don't judge yourself by yourself.
Judge yourself according to the word of God. What did Jesus say? Yet you was a sinner. I what? I died. Watch this. He loved us in this yet while we were sinners. Read the beginning part of that. He loved us in this yet while we were sinners, which means it's in this. Yet you was a sinner. I died. Are you catching me? Which means if you miss that he died because you were where you were, you're going to try to perfect yourself to get where he is. So you try to perfect the flesh. When Jesus needs your death of the flesh so he can perfect you. But you trying to perfect it. All right. Are y'all getting into this? Number two, he uses trauma. He uses what? Trauma. He uses trauma. Things that's painful, hurtful. Uh, victimization that has not been addressed. Victimization that has not what? Now, I wanted to talk about... Um, I wanted to give you the accuser side of it, but I'm actually going to talk about the victim side of it. Because accusers, watch this, those who are the accusers actually were victims before they became a, accusers. You don't need a doctorate. I got it right here. You need the spirit of God. Are y'all catching me? So you, you, you got to understand, so I'm going to deal with the spirit, watch this, of victimhood. And it's going to show you the spirit that act, that's actually ma manifesting and masquerading outside in the world right now. The spirit of what? Victimhood. Okay. What is a victim? A person who is abused, hurt, or oppressed by another and is unable to break Free, okay? A person who has been unable to break free, okay? Now, one of the dangers about victimhood is when you have a victim spirit, you interpret your life around what has hurt you, okay? You interpret life around what has harmed you, okay? Now, I feel like I need to, before I go into this, let me prep you all with a scripture because I feel like I can't just jump in like that. <laughs> Hallelujah. I want you to go to, real quick, Hmm. Did I leave it out of here? Maybe I took it out. Okay. Tell you what, we ain't going to go there. What I want you to understand real quick. Okay. Is the Bible tells us. That God is our strength, okay? That God is our strength, and we are more than conquerors through him, okay? There are scriptures that say, if God is before you, who can be what? Against you. So there are things that you are supposed to be that's not a victim. 
As a child of God, you were transferred into from the world into the lifehood and the spiritual elements of him. Is God a victim? No. Now, I'm going to be careful here because we're not downing victims. That's not what we're doing. I, but we got to understand, you, you can't stay there. there. There's a God that came to deliver you. Okay? So every victimization has to be dealt with at least it starts to pour out in your life. Things in you have to be what? Dealt with, least it pour out in your life. Most of the things that most people do, because we have a victim mentality, or we, we still are embryonic in understanding and thinking, and we still need um, identity, affirmation, and, and everybody needs affirmation, identity, and uh, 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 all that stuff. We all need that. But you got to understand, if you're not delivered, you're always going to be hunting it down, looking in the wrong places and getting it from where you don't need it. Or you're going to be angered and either offensive or defensive by somebody. Why? Because there's a victim mentality. Somebody's always the problem. It's never you. Don't raise your hand. Have you ever known somebody is never your problem? Just look at the neighbor behind you and say, I know somebody. It's never your problem. You don't do anything. Are y'all getting this? So what I want you to understand is a victim. Let's, let's talk about a victim mentality really quickly. A victim mentality is a person who refuses to take responsibility for their life and blames others for what they can they are experiencing in life. Now, that's not a bad statement. They're just saying we, when you have not got free, you put on others what you haven't gotten free from. Okay. A way of thinking and interpreting your life comes from unresolved offense, grief, bitterness, and hard beliefs. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is what? He become, which means you become what you are thinking which you continue to reinforce, you start to become. So if pain has been reinforced in your life, you become a hurt person. Are y'all catching it? So if you're not broken free from that, there are certain realms you'll never go to because you're, the way you're interpreting people, interpreting life, it's not real. You're, you're actually, root, it's rooted from somewhere. This is why you cannot, listen to me, this is why the church has to be skilled in communication. You cannot deal with people fruit first. Because that's what the thing, that you make them go into works by default. Well, just, just let it go. Well, tell me somebody who just let it to go. Outside of God. Let, 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 come on, see, I'm going to make some folks mad. Let's talk about the corner patterns of, of, of the world society. Figure it out. You even tell children to go figure it out. What kind of mess is that? How can I figure it out? In fact, I am figuring it out. That's why I'm in my mess. You told me to figure it out. You tell a child to figure their life out. They're going to figure it out for you. They're going to show up with a whole lot of figuring out. 
Why? Because we go into our own pain parties and what's regulating out of our mouth, we're not checking. Are y'all catching this? You don't figure out life. You submit to God and he leads you, your life. So to tell somebody, how many of y'all heard people say that? Or yourself? That's all right. We're getting all delivered. Hallelujah. You don't tell nobody to figure it out. There's no way to figure it out. Actually, they are figuring it out. They're doing it their way. You did it your way, figuring it out. That's the problem. You figuring it out. Are y'all catching that? So you, you got to realize that all these things that we say, you know, just stop and don't do that. And it's not saying don't do that, but you got to know what you're doing and who you're talking to. Because if I can perceive that when I say you need to stop that and you say, you know what, I know I need to stop this. And you know, tomorrow I'm going to put it down. That sounds good. I know you're not. Why? Because we are more fruit bound than we are root bound. We oh, Listen, we want to know is the fruit off the tree. But how many of you know if the root wasn't dealt with, you'll see it again. See, I, I, people get mad at me all the time because I'll say things like this. I'll see them again. Are you, are you the devil? Just speak life. It's not about speaking life. The root is there. Well, just speak life over them. Some things is not about just speaking life. You speak the life so the body, the, the spirit of God can impact them, which means you can speak life, but if they don't hear the life. Oh, you thought God was coming back down to speak life to them. No, you are the hands and feet of God. So we go into these Christianity metrics to make ourselves feel good, feel comfort. Are y'all getting this? So you, you got to realize and, be, and, and really have discernment in how you're dealing with the soul. Now, this is twofold because I'm talking to us and I'm talking to how we minister. Because I don't have six weeks to talk about this. <laughs> I'm going to hit both of them at the same time. Are y'all catching this? So never, you got to perceive, am, do this person hear the life of God through this? Can y'all say amen? Are y'all getting this? So you got to realize a victim mentality is very dangerous, all right? Because the victims interpret life through the lens of unresolved offense, grief, bitterness. Through the lens of where they come from, what happened to them, how they happened, how it what, what happened. You get what I'm saying? That's how you interpret life. So they'll put something on you because it's a familiar spirit that happened to them. Oh, I know this one. No, you don't know this one. We do that in church. Oh, pastor done said that. I know what that means. Oh, I know what this church is about. I, I know what this man of God, oh, he bought that money. Wait, what was you, you get what I'm saying? So the familiarity of something that was a trauma or an offense has now been rooted in you. Now you pour it out in everything that you do. That's why people with victim mentalities can't get personal in relationships. They cannot go deep in relationships. They are not emotionally 
sound in relationships. You say, why? They're not open yet. Just in case it's still there. Y'all going to have to say amen to me. Y'all know I'm a talking preacher. I need you to talk back because I, I, I get too mellow. I might fall asleep and say, all right, we done tonight. Are y'all catching this? So when people cannot come into depths of vulnerability, there's a problem. Okay? So, so if you, you can't trust, open your heart, because this is the problem with that. If you trust God, you know how to trust people. Why? Because if you trust God, you don't trust people beyond God. Ah, so I, I already navigated the way I'm going to trust you before I even. Why? Because I trust God. So I will never put my expectation or information where it has not, where it cannot be seated. Are you catching that? So I learn how to love you in the way that you can understand and perceive and, and be embraced and that I can be wise in how I deal with you. Okay? Because I, for me to trust a part of you that's unsubmitted is for me to trust the flesh again. So now I'm angered because I trust the flesh. Are y'all catching this? Rather than being shrewd in my language and what I know to deliver that to you and wait and pray so you can get it and then we can start going forward. But until then, I have to walk with you like a child or like an adult or whatever. And until you, this information comes into you, I can't allow that access of my heart for you. Are y'all catching that? Now, this is different in marriage. You, I'm, now, in marriage, you love wholeheartedly. However, now, I'm not picking nobody out or anything because we all need help. Hallelujah. In marriage, sometimes one is in a different place than the other. Okay? You love fully, but you handle each other in a way that each other can understand. In fact, the Bible tells husbands to deal with your wife with understanding. Which means if you're not dealing with your wife with understanding, watch this. You by default putting her in a lingo that she can't handle. Why? Because if you can't bring understanding. Or you don't understand her. There's going to be a problem. Are y'all catching this? And the flip side around. Men like, man, don't leave me out there like that, bro. What about her? Are y'all catching this? So victim mentalities usually sabotage relationships. They do what? Self-sabotage relationships, which means they'll make it something so they don't get nothing. Okay? Let me give you a little more here, and we're going to get to the answer. Victims interpret life relationship through the heart bitterness, all right? 
there's usually three things that they, they, they are perceiving the way they, they are. I am a victim. You are my prosecutor. Number one, I am a victim. Things are not my fault. I'm hurt. I am right. And they withdraw. How many of you, don't raise your hand, how many of you ever walked away from a conversation? You didn't want to even have it. Now, I, now ask yourself why. Now, it's different between somebody just trying to conjure something up and different from somebody trying to get understanding. Are y'all catching me? So you got to realize victim mentalities, things never their fault because they're hurt. Okay. They're hurt. Number two, you are my persecutor. So somebody's always at fault. You're against me. Okay. I, I've, I've, I've experienced many, many instances where people, if you're not careful with them, they, they can perceive you being against them for things that you don't even know where they come from. Okay. But their minds are not regulated by the spirit of God. So they'll be thinking that you, you're actually for them, but they think you're against them. That's a victim what? Mentality. Okay. I need a rescuer. Someone must come through for me and meet my needs. Okay. So it's always about them. Let me say this. You might be operating from a victim mentality if it's always about you. Watch this. And this is the key, turnkey right here. You always turn the conversation back to your... So you always got to express your story. It's always about you. you nobody can never go because you always bring the story back to you. What I do, what I did. Okay. You who are ministers in here, most of y'all, we've had sit downs and talk. Okay. And, and, and be, why? Because I, I, I'm helping you understand, even what the church do a lot. Is well, I'm, I'm just gonna share my story. How many of you know your story is not helpful for everybody? Am I too loud on this? Y'all, all right? I know my loud, my voice can travel. <laughs> How many of you know that your story is not helpful for everybody? So, somebody's trying to tell you what's going on with them, but you're so busy, ready to tell your story. Oh, because I know this one, you don't know this one. I've been through that, and you know what? It would happen to me. And they, they done closed their ears now. <laughs> Why? Because you're so ready to tell your story, thinking that it matched up with theirs. You're not discerning the spirit of God for them. Somebody say discern. You got to discern. Sometimes my story ain't the best story. Well, you know, I'm a drunk. Well, you know, I used to be a drunk, too. You know, I, I remember those days. You know, I used to, you know, I used to hit it up. And, and I'm like, what? And they said, no, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. And they walk off the same. Why? Because you stole the light. Why do you steal the light? Because you're still operating from a victim mentality, arrested development. Are y'all catching this? So when a person always has to steal the light, they're, they're still dealing with arrested development and victim mentalities. Whew, I, 
Victims are unable to develop emotional intimacy because they believe they are unlovable. How many of you ever felt unlovable? How many of you know, watch this, that you actually do to others what you feel about you? How many of you wasn't feeling good one day and somebody pressed, said something and boy, you laid it out? <laughs> Woo, they about to get it today. Y'all better, better get away from me out there. You about to get, get out of it. So, see, the problem is if you don't cleanse yourself, you start to produce the very thing, watch this, that happened to you or what you're feeling. Amen? Are y'all getting anything out of this? I know it's basic, but we need to understand it. We don't talk about this in the church. We want to preach to you over your head. But you're crazy underneath the seat. <laughs> Come on, I'm talking. We need some, some well-minded Christians. <laughs> Amen. It's easy to play a role of the victim than assume, assume responsibility. Now, this is the thing. Many people who are still in victimhood, they, they haven't learned the responsibility. Why? Because they've been protecting themselves so long. Okay. When there's an inflection point or something that's happened traumatically, where it brought traumatic experiences in your life, what happens is you build a strength or a wall for that. You had to. Now, the thing is, when you come to God, God tries to retrain you how to fight because you've learned to fight a different way. How many of y'all know some fighters? Or you might be a fighter still. They're like, now, Pastor, I'm still one. I'll knock somebody loose if they just come do the wrong, say the wrong thing. I'm not see, see, but you've learned to fight a certain way. Why? Because you don't realize it's rooted in something that has happened, something that has uh, uh, intruded into you. Are y'all catching this? When you come to God, God has to retrain you how to fight the proper way. How to fight with love. Y'all like, man. Teach me about that next week. But how? listen, until you allow yourself to come into that, you'll never grow. Because how can you handle the table that God prepares for you if you don't handle enemies? When you're called to enemies. What did they say the spirit of the Lord is? The spirit of the Lord has come and anointed you to preach the gospel to the poor. Poor, watch this, poor in spirit, they're coming after you. They got attitudes. Come on, we, we can read that again. Uh, he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. How many of you know when you're poor in spirit, you, you, you got some... Why? Because you're not trained to live and walk with God in those realms. So I'm going to say some stuff to you. I'm going to I'm going to give you my mind. Because I haven't grown in the spirit in that dimension. So in this realm, I'm still in control. So I'm going to tell you what I feel. Unsubmitted to God. Are y'all catching what I'm saying? So a Christian, I ain't going to say Christian, somebody who is submitted to God in that realm was, should be peaceable. Know that they are actually against themselves in that attitude 
and have language and, and, and stewardship over their own tongue and be skilled in communicating life to that person to help them understand they don't have to act like that. They don't have to prove themselves like that. Because really, when you come into that, you're truly trying to prove yourself that you, you ain't going to mess with me. But how many of you know you can stand in God and, and they know they're not to mess with you? Are y'all all right with this? Now, we're still talking about deliverance. Now, <laughs> we're going to start praying before we come here. Hallelujah. If you feel a little tangle or something, that's okay. That's why we're here. You feel a little jerk or something, let me know. We're going to. Hallelujah. Are y'all getting this? So now I want you to realize that a victim mentality haven't resolved that Christ is their all. They haven't resolved that Christ is the fin author and the finisher. Now watch this. Let me show you something. The spirit of this age has a victim mentality. And they're using the doorway of racial justice. I know I'm not going to get a lot of likes today. Why? Because when I've been hurt, when you give me a door, I'm going to pour out my pain and what might have not been the problem. You ever been mad with somebody and your child did something? It wasn't even that deep. But you let it all out. I hope y'all ain't tearing y'all children up like that. You need deliverance. Hallelujah. Some of y'all been told up like that before. I hope not, Jesus. You, 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 see, why, but why did you let it all out? Because the doorway to release was open. So they got kids today that never been in no kind of racism talking about, hey, we, we, hey, we. Why? Because daddy wasn't home. I got a doorway to get it out. I'm saying something tonight, boy. I, I, I might have to close this early. because. Are y'all catching me? I'm not saying we don't have problems. But what I'm saying is the type of problem that we're using and that levels of ascension and, and adversarial movement in these realms, because the lower level world don't understand what's really going on, they use your pain against you knowing that if there's a door, you're going to go through it. Because we've trained you in... All the architecture of life to make sure that you're going to go through it. Why? Because you need a savior. So if you need a savior, you're going to find a door that looks like the savior. Are y'all catching this? Say that again. Yeah. You, listen, you can manufacture emotions. You say, what do you mean by manufacture emotions? If you tell me I'm a victim and keep telling it long enough, I'm going to be like, you know what? You're right. I haven't been treated fairly. Now, do I have a story behind it? Maybe or maybe not, but it might not be the story that's been portrayed. Are y'all catching me? But you're going to use the door. Why? Because it's it's open. Now you can express yourself. Why? Because you didn't get to express yourself then. 
So when you see the rage and the anger, know where it's really coming from. It's not racial issues. They got some real issues behind those things. Are y'all catching me? Is there racism? Absolutely. Nobody said that. But is it the way we've been portrayed that's breaking up everything? No, not at all. Not at all. Are y'all catching me? So now when you're talking about deliverance, you got to identify what in me have not been secluded or secured in God. Where am I unsecure in God? And everywhere that I'm unsecure, watch this, I have a strength that I'm in that's actually crippling me. Are y'all catching this? Because where I haven't learned to trust God, I have to build the monument to keep myself protected. And until, watch this, I, I, I let that go, God, I don't allow God to pick up and give me the strength to go forward. Watch this. Your letting go of the trust of the flesh is God's beginning point of the spirit. Write that down if you need to. At the point that you let go of your trust in the flesh is God's beginning point of the spirit. Which means God has to develop you spiritually. He saved you spiritually. And he has to develop your soul and your body to submit to that spirit. So you can stop responding to lower level demonic forces or lower level things that has nothing to do with where you're called to and who you are. Tell somebody I'm going to stop wasting time. How much time do we spend wasting on stuff that don't even matter? People that don't have no, no, nothing to do with where you're going. But watch this. You cling to it because it actually secures you in trauma. <laughs> I wish I had time to explain that. Are y'all catching this? So you got to understand that there are many things that that is in individuals and our job this is a training class I'm, I'm, I'm talking but i'm joking but i want you to understand as a believer you're called to cast out devils you know we make it so spooky it's not spooky it's normal you you should know how to cast them out yourself i'll cast out you know back then i used to cast out a lot of myself come out of here in jesus name why because it's a normality of christianity are y'all catching it? But because the adversary has taught us to live with it, we make doctrines around it. So anything that comes in society that we don't know adversaries of uh, 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 demonic forces are moving in earth, but we just build our doctrine around it so it don't insecure us with them. And then we can just do what they say and we can do the church thing and nobody cares in the world. You know why? Because there's no difference. We know different than the YMCA. We're no different than just giving something away. But Jesus said, I'm coming to bring them life. 
and life more what? Abundantly. So Jesus came to bring you what? Life. Amen. Are y'all getting this? Hallelujah. Watch this. Romans, Romans 8, 34. And I'm going to move fast here so we get out of here. Romans 8, 34 through 39. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died, or furthermore, also risen. Who is even at the right hand of God? Who also makes intercessor for us? For who shall separate, excuse me, separate us from what? The love of Christ. Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or what? Nakedness or pearl or sword as it is written for your sake will kill all day. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. We condemn because we feel condemned. I'm sorry. That's not the word. That's me. I, my notes is in the ground in the twilight. I don't think that's in the Bible. That's my notes. That part. I don't that that ain't that's the doctrine of Joshua. <laughs> we condemn because we feel condemned. That's me. Yet all these things were more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded neither light, death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor heights or depths, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of Christ Jesus, our Lord, which means there's nothing that can separate you. But you can separate yourself. So how many of you said that God is far away from me? Because of what you did. He just said that, that nothing can separate you. So actually, since you separate yourself because of condemnation. But if you didn't believe, you're already separated. For you were condemned from the beginning. So what I want you to realize is we got to be careful. Now, I told you we're doing both sides. We got to be careful of our condemnation. Because if you condemn without the grace of God and giving liberty to people, you're actually showing where you are condemned. We usually condemn where we feel condemned. We usually condemn where there's parts of us that are still condemned. Which means you don't like what they're doing because you don't like what you're doing. But when you found the grace and the love of God in those areas of your life, you're able to give that liberty knowing that you needed God to get out of where you were so you can give that same liberty on that extent on that level. Are y'all catching that? This is why the Bible says, see, what people don't really realize about sin, nurse, is they're actually, if they can turn to God, they might be stronger than you. Isn't that some good news? That don't mean go sin. Look at their face. They're like, Pastor, what you talking about? You know why? Because the capacity that they use sin in is why. And as soon as they come to God, guess who got to feel that capacity? So your, your Bible says those, watch this, who sin less, love less. That's what your Bible says. And those who sin the more, love the more. Why did he say that? He was talking to the woman, uh, uh, that poor perfume woman. What he was saying is, you think you are so good and holy because you judge them for what they are. But if they can turn to me, I got to feel where they've been. Now, that don't mean go open it up. 
Because the Bible says if you continue this and you don't know God. But you need to grow from where you are. But the good news is that you're not, nobody's too hard for God. Unless they just want to be hard. Tell somebody, I'm getting delivered tonight. Hallelujah. I ain't too bad for God. I might have an opportunity tonight. I got a chance, God. <laughs> if that's the case, I guess it is good news. Hallelujah. <laughs> Y'all don't know me. See, you got to realize that the capacity that we have is because we're still allowing and yielding to our own self. You can't deliver you. You can't get right. Say that with me. I cannot get right. Well, I might can't. You can't. How many times you try? So how do I get right? I, I need a God that helps me to see and understand who he is. And through that, I come to him and then he comes to me and I have the strength and the grace to walk out right. Are you catching that? That's what living in grace means. You got the strength and the ability of God to do what you're called to do. All right. I'm talking about deliverance. Let's hit the last part. Are you all catching this? So I want you to know he starts with saying who condemns. OK, who condemns? One of the things that we have to understand is. You got to make sure that you're rightly dividing who God is to people. When we're talking about deliverance, you got to learn to rightly divide who God is towards people. Everybody is different. But you can't do surgery where you don't have the tools. Test the spirit. Test yourself to see of you in the faith. You can't test where you don't have tools. I'm so sorry. I won't go to a doctor that ain't got the right tools. Hey, doc, you don't know how to test. No, I'm just reading it out the book while I'm doing it on you. Ah, oh, no. But that's what Christians do. Let me pull out where I went to the last church. I remember that preacher said something about uh, you can't do that. No, you need to have a revelation, an encounter to know Christ in you, the hope of glory, so you can give them the hope of glory. Are y'all catching that? When somebody's acting out on you, don't if you take it personal, it should show you that you're not there yet. Not how bad they are. Why? Because you just entered into the victim mentality. You should expect it. If you so better, why did you get off? So somebody said levels of maturity. As you mature, you learn to stand. Which means I'm only as mature as I learn to. Watch this. If they hit one cheek, give them the other one. Some of y'all like, Pastor, you can keep that scripture. I'll do every one of them. But ain't nobody going to hit this cheek without me. <laughs> what he's saying is, even if they do something to you, why not be wrong? Now, there are types, Okay. Of course, you know, don't violate your family, all that stuff. But, but there are types. And some of the things that we are calling wrong, you can handle that. Take the wrong and God going to make it right. Amen. All right. Let me give you two things that you're going to need. To break strongholds of victimhood. 
Two things that you're going to need. And to help people come out of these strongholds of what? Victimhood. Why, why am I calling it victimhood? Because if God is not strengthened in you, by default, you're going to look for others to satisfy where you're not satisfied. Are y'all catching this? There are two things that you're going to have to do. Number one, you're going to have to transform your mind. Somebody say the mind. The mind. You're going to have to transform the mind. Renew the mind. You need a what? A transformed, renewed mind. Without a renewed mind, watch this. You cannot transfer here to here. Okay? As a man thinking in his heart. So which means whenever you're manifesting something or saying something, it's actually in your heart. But you can't get to your heart without your mind. Okay? So it starts with the mind. You got to renew the mind. Luke 3, 8. Produce fruit in keeping with what? Repentance. Produce fruit in keeping with what? Repentance. And do not begin to say to yourself, we have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, out of these stones, God can raise up children. Now, what he was referencing in that scripture is Abraham's seed or Ab uh, 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 the, 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 the religious folk were saying, hey, we don't have to uh, uh, repent because we're the seed of Abraham. The blessing is by default. That's true, but Jesus died that you can come to him now. So because it's in Christ, you got to turn to Christ. Okay? So they thought they can just do it and they do what they want. But Jesus said, no, you got to repent. Turn to me. Come into me. That's what repent means. Just turn around. Come my way. Go down the road that I'm going. Are y'all catching me? Okay? So God wants to bring you under for mental, uh, mental change, uh, psychological change. Some of us need psychological change. We need uh, 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 mental uh, change. Come on, God's got to do a, a frame, reframing in us. Take some downloads out and re-input re some stuff. Okay? Why? Because of the trauma of our past, the trauma of our childhood, the trauma of where we come from, the trauma of, a, and it makes us, to yield and glean to things that are not healthy for us. Okay? So devils, don't, don't are y'all okay? All right. I don't feel the liberty to go too deep into this, but I'm going to probably hit the surface. All right? So the adversary enters into those realms where we have not been free. And he energizes it just like the Spirit of God energizes us. He energizes it and brings it into what you see, anger and strife. You ever seen somebody want to just, you ever want to like kill somebody and you didn't know what that thing, why, why you just want to? What drove that energy like that? Okay. It's the open doors of pain. So when you don't deal with these doors, you wonder why people do things that they didn't mean to do is because they didn't realize those doors allowed the adversary to, to lead them into those things. Okay? It breaks my heart. Listen, a lot of things break my heart, but it breaks my heart when I see kids do stuff and they take them to jail. Now, I'm not saying, don't, you know, don't, don't, don't 
take the job. But how many of you know they only did that because somebody in their household didn't train them up the right way? They stabbed somebody, killed somebody. And they like, I, I, but now they're in cups. Why? Because the flesh is going to do what the flesh is going to do. Just because we train our flesh not to do it don't mean we're not fleshly. So we judge others' flesh because it's worse than our flesh, but we still flesh. And there's nothing wrong with flesh. God loves your flesh, but he want to perfect it through the spirit. See, I'm a good. <laughs> I need to do a teaching on the flesh because a lot of people think their flesh is bad. Your flesh is not bad. Jesus said, I created and knit you in perfectly. You are perfectly and wonderfully made. Knit together. You get married because of the flesh. That's what marriage is. They come together and become one flesh. So the flesh is not bad. God wants to, he wants to you to enjoy the flesh. That's why he wants to prosper you. Prosperity outside has to do with your flesh. But he does nothing outside of him rooted and grounded in the spirit in you. And through you learning to trust him, he wants to prosper you as you go. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So understand that these root issues has to be dealt with. You cannot override root issues. Why? Because you're going to live from them by default. Amen. All right. And number two, I'm going to give you this last one and, and we'll close. Number two. There's a lot of thing notes here. You know, I'm not good with a lot of notes because I don't like sounding like a teacher. Y'all mess me up when I do this stuff. I might start to give you the notes and then I'll I just teach it or preach it. Because, you know, this stuff slowed me down like this. Yeah, one step, two, step, three. I know we step people. How many of y'all step people? I need step one, step two. Hallelujah. Number two, the heart. <laughs> you got to deal with the heart. For the word of God, living and powerful, sharpening the two-edged swords, piercing every divine soul and spirit and joints and marrow, and the discerner of the thoughts and the intents of what? The heart, which means the spirit of God needs to go deep inside of you and to discern you. And when he goes deep in you, you can discern others. The Bible says Jesus discerned men's hearts before they even said anything. Why you can't discern it? Why you didn't know that he was about to say something crazy? Why you didn't know she was about to say something? Well, I, I thought, I thought. See, the problem is we become naive when we're still living by the carnality of commonality of carnality. Are y'all ca catching what I'm saying? So we have to realize that we live in a spiritual world. You're more spiritual than you are natural. If you are, listen to me. You are faked out if you're living more natural than spiritual. You say, why? Everything starts with a spirit. So if everything starts with a spirit, why you still, your metron is all natural. So if your metron is all natural, you're always going to be controlled. So now I'm going to go a different direction here. So you got to learn how to live spiritually. If you've been born of God, you are spirit. Walk by the, live by the, in fact, he said, if you walk in the spirit, you won't fulfill the lust of the 
Which means if you're fulfilling the lust of the flesh, you haven't been walking in the spirit. Which means the flesh wants to be, the flesh going to want what it wants. Unsubmitted to God. It's not wrong with the flesh wanting, but it has to be submitted to God. It's nothing wrong with the flesh wanting. It just has to be submitted to God. But when I'm not submitted to God, the flesh is going to do what it wants unsubmitted to God. I'm going to stop right there because, you know what, this is Bible study. And I want to hear a couple of comments, questions, or highlights that you guys have. I'm just going to close with this. When it comes to discerning of spirits and dealing with our own issues, okay, Nothing is too hard for God. Say that with me. Nothing is too hard for God, which means, watch this. Jesus gave you the power to overcome the adversary. If you've been born of God, you have the power to overcome. That's what your Bible says. The problem is fear settles in and tell you you don't. But if you allow fear to settle in and tell you you don't, what happens is there's legal access for what you believe. So if you believe, Peter, because you now start to become of yourself walking on water, you have to drown. He, you know, I know we say he's walking on the word and he took his eyes off God. No, he became self-conscious. That was the biggest problem. Peter, watch this. Peter walked because Jesus walked. Which means his focus was not just walking on water. No, he like because you did it. Watch this. I want to be like what's right. Since you want to be like me, man, you hit it. Come on out here. So it really wasn't just walking on water because if you just want to walk on water, if you just want the blessing, but you don't want it like him. I'm saying. Uh, see, we want things, but we don't want it like him. Jesus, Peter, he loved Peter. Why? Because Peter was provoked to do what he did. But he got self-conscious and started to drown, which means he lost the conscience of being like Jesus. When you lose the conscience of being like Christ, you start to drown. Are y'all catching me? Nobody is too hard for God. And if we allow God to deal with our innermost being, we're able to deal with others' innermost being. Can y'all say amen? What I want to do is I want everybody as a homework assignment to pray in-depthly with God and learn to live in the spirit. What does learning to live in the spirit mean? Let's do a little class real quick. What does that sound like to, to you? What, when I say pray and, and when, when you hear walk by the spirit, what does that mean to you? Walk as Christ walk. Okay. Love as Christ love. I like that. Yeah. But, but, mm -hmm. how, how do you get to the place where you are um, 
You have entered into the spirit. Okay. One of the things that you got to realize is now we talked about you got to have a you got to you got to allow God to break you to make you. And most of us, the problem with our prayer life, we're not willing to be broken yet. Or watch this. There's a stronghold that won't allow you to be broken. So there's fear by default hiding behind the stronghold for, and it's lies. But you can break it yourself, but you, or you can come get help and get it broken. But if you don't identify it, you're going to live with it and never progress. Progression, watch this, is not progression if you wasn't born for it. I'm going to say that again. Because many of us think progression is just making money. No. You can be poor and making money. Yo, why? Because the devil loves your time. You can make, you can work, make some money, get the five jobs. But while you're doing that, he gonna know you're gonna violate your family. He know you don't have time for yourself. He know you don't have time to know who you, who you really are. That's good. You got the money. All you got money for is go on a couple of vacations and work your, and just tell everybody you got a nice job. You know, I'm, I'm so people. I work. Who cares? I'm so so. I'm different from everybody. I'm a who cares type person. <laughs> who cares? No offense, but if you think that's you, you got a problem already. I made 300. That's so good. What are you doing with it? Who are you? Are y'all catching me? We got to stop adopting worldly mentalities because, you know, a lot of this is hard to talk about because I got to work us up that way. Because we've adopted so many carnal mentalities that it's hard to talk about spiritual elements. OK, because it's not familiar to us. Because we're not living on those realms on a day to day basis, but you got to learn how to see through the lens of God. Because some of us, watch this, God might have something in you that you were born for, but you hear voice in time. And you didn't know the money was actually in your influence of what you were born for. Which means there are people out there waiting to give to you, but you're not even in it. Do y'all know people waiting to give? They're giving it to anybody because they don't have no, they don't, they're looking for where they, the person who have this. And the idea is resting in you. Why am I talking about ideas? Hallelujah. But you want to settle. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Because this has to do with victimhood. You settle. Watch this. Because you never had it. Daddy and mama didn't give it to you. So your fight is to get it because you never had it. And it's not faith. Are y'all catching me? So a lot of people are going to be very disappointed. In the last days, why? They didn't know they were fighting to get what they never had rather than walk in faith. Because faith works through love. It doesn't mean you just love people along the way. No, he's what he's saying is because of what you're called to, the love that's in you provokes you to what you're called to. Write that down. The love that is in you provokes you to what you're called to. 
So if you see children hungry, you see uh, 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 this driver, that, whatever, whatever, whatever you, 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 your job is temporary because the real job that's in you is really what's lurking in you to go live out. Why? Because of the love that you have, you cannot live and see that die off and people die. Which means most of us haven't entered in God's burden. Why? It don't hurt enough for you to go do what he called you to do. I'm going to close here. I'm going to stop there. Are y'all all right with this? So you have to come into the knowledge of the truth and to who you are and what God is calling you to. Okay? And everything else will work itself out. Most of this stuff, when we talk about deliverance, come by default when you come into the knowledge and the love of God. Because you go from encounter to encounter. Amen. Hallelujah. How many of y'all got something out of this tonight? Amen. Come on, give me one thing, uh, one, two things, or so, highlight, question, or comment uh, that, that you have. It can be about anything. Just for the sake of online. Well, one thing when you was talking about the rage uh, because of the victim mentality and, um, and, and people today um, do things and they're not realizing why did they get out of control? They'll say, well, I was out of control. I didn't know what happened. Um, and, you know, my background was uh, law enforcement and I've been partnered up with people that had that victim mentality and they could take it to another level. And you'd be like, man, what's wrong with you? Or they'll come in with that attitude, like nobody better not mess with me today because I'm going to hurt somebody, yeah. you know, but they have that victim mentality. Right. But I think what you talked about tonight was just something that needs to be taught in the academy. Yeah. Because if they learn the love of Christ, then you would deal with people a lot differently. Right. And I thank God because when I entered into that, that's I was already in that part of loving Christ. And I love people regardless of how they treated me, regardless yeah. of what they said to me, because if you let what they say or what they do to you right. infect you, then you have something wrong with you. Right. And you can really do damage to them. Yeah. And now you're in a situation that you don't want to be in. But yeah. the love of Christ is so important because it 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 can help uh, solve a lot of things. Amen. But definitely, um, that, I, that was point on. I mean, thank you so much. For Amen. 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 Oh, I'm sorry. Amen. Anybody else? You know, I'm always telling my son, great, great power takes great responsibility, like Superman say. <laughs> you know, he has certain questions. I say, great power takes great responsibility. Yes. Anybody else? Questions about communication, relationships, anything in, in pertaining those things? Hallelujah. About victim. Yes, ma'am. Can you do you mind being on that? We we have people online. Do you mind being on that? So let's say you're in a relationship, right? Uh-huh. And um you victimize yourself, but then the other person like victimized themselves. So it's uh -huh. real hard. Right. Uh so let's say I recognize that you know I'm I'm wrong. I'm victimizing myself. So what can you do to help the other person realize that they're also wrong? Like that's a great question. And thank you for that. that. That's a really great question. 
the there are two things, okay? Number one, when two people are in a, a place where they need help and um, they hold certain mentalities, what they don't realize, sometimes they connect because of that. So the real them don't know the real connection because if they become who they really are, they might not even like each other. <laughs> Okay, but we 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 actually came together in pain. And the danger of coming together in pain, when you come to find out who you really are, you might realize ah, that I did that because of something that was rooted in me, not necessarily what I probably would have wanted to do. Okay, now, if you after you be revealed and you really still see this person as a potential. What you have to do, um, especially if it's a man, you can't change him, but you can provoke them to a change. Okay. So, example, if, if, if you feel like there's potential there, never commit without them. Don't commit before them. Okay. But you can walk them through a provoking change, which means if they really love you and you say, hey, come to church with me on Sunday, come to church with me on whatever day. Hey, let's walk with this. And then you, you learn the principles that govern relationship and you can learn the language of freedom. And then you'll know if he's really getting free or he's just faking it to please you. OK, because one of the things about pain, it fakes really well. OK, how many of y'all was in the world? I don't know. I was a good faker. Does that make sense? So so we have to make sure that we we really come to the knowledge of who we are. That way we're not connecting with somebody because of what we've been through and we collaborate. And what's the word? What is it? Uh, what's the, no, we have, um, what's the word? People say we have uh, uh, connection, not connection, but there's, uh, uh, it'll, it'll come back to me. But just making sure that that's, it's not rooted in pain, okay? Because if it's rooting in pain, when the pain comes off, either you're going to be dragging this person to get right, okay? Uh, because they, they might have not realized how much they, you know, where they are or what they're in. Or they might not even just want to submit right now. But you might not want to go through that process of waiting for them to submit either. So, um just making sure that we have clarity. So, amen. Thank you. Great question. Did that make sense? Amen. Anybody else? I have a couple of standouts. Um, when you said the power of God is neutral, that's something I never knew. Ah, you don't see. She's trying to step on my toes tonight. <laughs> I say little nuggets out there. She, <laughs> she, she held it right there. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'll give you a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why uh, witches and warlocks are able to go into the spirit realm because God is neutral. He is our power. Um, Let me ask you. No, I'm not going to ask you. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm not going to do that because that's going to open up into something else. You sure? I, you know what? Let me ask you a question. What power is the devil using? It will have to be the power of Huh? Whose power is he using? God's. Ah. 
Okay, go, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I'll do that another day. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. But you said he ordained all powers. God so does. He, no, that's right. All powers, you, no, you got it right. He does have access to God's power. Uh huh. Because he's neutral. Uh huh. But anyway, <laughs> um, uh, let's see. And I've I've heard and uh, before that God wants to call man back to Himself because He's looking for Himself. It's like He wants to hear His voice within us. He wants to see Himself within us. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why um, bringing His Word back to His remembrance is like okay, you know, you understand. Yeah. It's like I I hear you. I hear myself within you. Yeah. 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 That's all I'm gonna say. Amen. You you know, you you are of him. In the beginning, God created you like him in his image, in his likeness. So the real you, watch this. We think the real you is our carnal flesh self. That's not true. The real us is what was created in him from the beginning. So you're actually becoming who you really are. And who you are is what you're not really. But we think it's backwards. So what we try to do is we try to fix ourselves in the natural by the spiritual rather than rather than coming into the spiritual and dying to the natural. Does that make sense? Because you were never you never called to live like a natural being. The Bible tells you that. They're going to die like mere humans, not knowing that they were gods, small g. Which means we don't really know the power that we have, even as believers. Right now, because you're a believer, you don't realize what you have, the authority that you have. You can do some stuff, some damage, some real damage. How many of y'all say, I can do some damage? Some of y'all thinking like, oh, I, I can. <laughs> Tell me what I can do. <laughs> but just like a child, watch this. I can give a child a knife and they can do some damage. But I keep it away from him. Why? Then why? Because if until they learn the principles that govern that knife, it can be dangerous. It doesn't mean that's not the knife that's sitting there. They just don't know what they have. Okay. Amen. Anybody else? You got something of God? Yeah. Amen. We're in him. We never got out. Okay. You, you, you got to realize. Thank you. That, that was good. We got to realize. Listen to me. Frustration comes. Watch this. Most of the time, the frustration comes from where we are not. Okay. You get frustrated easy. A lot of time it's not the other person. It's where you are not. For where there is no vision, people cast off the restraint. Why did you cast off restraint of your mouth? Ah, because if you had the vision of God, you would have been careful to keep the restraint of where you're going. But when you only there to pay a bill, what you need a restraint for? I'll curse them out. I know my check coming Friday on time. So there is no, I'm not, there's nothing wrong with your check. 
I'll give you my bank account. Oh, let me not say that, you know, religious folk. See, there go that pastor again. Yeah. And them pastors, them pastors. <laughs> you can't say anything about money as a pastor. Oh, them pastors. All right. So you, you, you get what I'm saying? So you, you got to realize frustration sometimes. You got to identify where is my frustration rooted from? Okay. But you got to learn you are in Christ. Somebody say, I am in Christ. So until you get the revelation, I am in Christ, you keep thinking you're out of him. And when you think you're out of him, you live like you're out of him. Okay? So now, once again, who can separate us from the love of God? So careful what you call in your sin. Because your sin might be an opportunity to, to go within. Allow God to deal with every part of you. Are y'all hearing me? Your life is in his hands. Okay? And if we can allow ourselves, and listen to me. Some of you, God separates you so you can learn him. How many of you ever been alone? You're like, well, I feel alone. I'm alone. Sometimes God separates you so you can spend time with him. You got to leave, Abraham. You can't be around everybody. Why? Those familiar things that you're used to keep giving you back, getting you back. Which means you might have to change some friends, change some acquaintances, leave drunk Joe on the side somewhere. I'm going to come back for you, drunk Joe, but I got to get free. Every time you bring that drink, I got to get a sip. I got to get a swig. Leave drunk Joe there. He's going to be all right. God going to send somebody for him. But you ain't the one. I got to take a hit. Uh-oh, see, uh, we're in a new generation. I'm sorry, I got to hit all the areas. Y'all catching me. Why? Because you keep putting yourself in that same familiar area, okay? So I'm going to stop right there. Anybody else? Hallelujah. Let's stand to our feet if we can. God is doing something in every one of our lives. And for us to become all that we're called to be, the identity that we're looking for, the, the prestige, the, the, the things that we're looking for, God has it for us. Okay? But he doesn't want us to just look towards that. He wants us to look towards him. Okay? Because in him, it's life. The promise is God. And when you have God, all things are possible. Allow God to deal with the innermost beings of your yourself and when you come to the end of yourself you've met the beginning of God in you sometime my problem watch this is for the sake of me to come to the end of myself the door didn't open because I need to come to the end of myself and as soon as I allow God to take the wheel I'm ready to go y'all catching me there's nothing too hard for God freedom listen to me the world needs freedom are y'all hearing me you, we got to wake up as believers the world needs freedom and if we can't be vessels how in the world God is going to get through you know, we're going to have to do the next 10 years. Tell everybody we just we're going to pray for you. How many of you know prayer is a substance to get to a place where we're supposed to activate? 
demonstrate. We need prayer. But but you, you, the prayer has a purpose. Prayer has a what? You're not an intercessor until you can pray with purpose. Are y'all catching me? It don't matter you prayed nine hours. If you don't know why you're praying. Are y'all catching me? So you've got to learn to come into purpose. What is the purpose for this? But if, until your heart is rebelled, you don't know purpose. Amen. Allow God to dig deep and see why you're doing what you're doing, why you're doing what you're doing, how you're doing what you're doing. And consider him. The Bible said, consider him in all your ways. He'll direct your paths. Amen. Let me pray for you. Father, we thank you. For everyone in this place, everyone under the sound of my voice. Father, I thank you for the liberty and freedom over the lives of your people. Father, I pray that those who are hear me now progress into their purpose, progress into their potential. But first of all, God, I pray that we come into a submitted place to give our pains and hurts, give ourselves to you. Give our hearts to you. For you are the author and the finisher of our life. And we thank you for grace and mercy. Your love over our life. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And amen. Hey, I love you. And uh, I look forward to Sunday. Don't miss Sunday. We got baptisms, three baptisms. So invite somebody out. And I look forward to seeing you all there. Amen. Good seeing you all.